I can only like create in the way that I do, which is extremely personal. You know, it's definitely my point of view. And what's dope about it, like on the other side, is that it comes from a place of uh, empathy. The secrets of the rap game exposed. This is real rap. We have Marvie Sami on deck, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up. Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh's own artist. She's a singer, she's a rapper. She's a spoken word artist. Uh, she does it all. I've known her for like years now, so I always wanted to just do a straight interview with her. So we're going to delve into her mind on how she does her music. Trust me, what she does is incredible, so just sit back and... Shut up and sit down. Now listen. Yeah. <laughs> I have always been a music lover. Music runs in my family. And uh, songwriting. My father was a songwriter, a musician. Um, he played a few. He played a few instruments. Uh, his uh, main instrument was the organ or piano. Uh, I had a sister who played like seven different instruments. Yeah, <clears throat> brother played a couple instruments. So, long story short, like we were, it was a musical family. We were music lovers in one way, shape, or form, and so. Um, I think being a, a lover of all music, like coming up at that time at the birth of hip hop, and uh, coming up during the time during that time, uh, and in the family that I did, which we were fairly conscious, I would say, <clears throat> I think hip hop gave me the vocabulary and the language and you know a specific name to the culture that was like the activism that I wanted to be a part of, you know, it was the expression that I wanted to, you know, that I could relate to that, you know, um, spoke to me. And, uh, and so I think from the very beginning, I've just been like looped in. I mean, I don't know if your, your original question was like, how did I become involved or, you know, well, what I was interested it, it, in. You know, hip-hop calls all of us. Right. There's that <clears throat> calling, and then why did you answer? I mean, out of everything in life, this, this music, this this lifestyle. Well, I just think that, um, you know, I think I'm a, I'm a student of the principles of that particular expression which has to do with the upliftment you know of people and the concept that each one teach one and one for all and all for one you know that type of like concept and the interconnectedness and um, living and learning and working from the heart chakra and truly engaging ourselves first and foremost, and um, in our expression, and then doing, you know, so with others. And so, um, yeah, like, I don't know, I don't know, I really can't imagine myself, like, not being, I feel like it's just, like, <clears throat> how can I say, I, I feel like hip-hop is, is like, a, a type of con consciousness, like, how could you not be into hip-hop, like, how can... Um, not be a hip-hop fan and unless of course you were just like you know racist or whatever ist 
<laughs> a blankist. <laughs> yeah, because like one one of the things about hip hop that has gone from the wayside is the activism aspect of it. The I mean, it's still there, but it's not like it used to be. You know the um, the the sense of community that it that it that it had, you know. And one of the things that um, you know, I've known you for a while. Yeah. The one thing you know, I have to give you credit. Like, hip hop was a music that, when you as the individual artist came, you had to bring something new and different. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not mass produced. You know, so where where does that your creative side comes from? Just that deep, because you sound like no one I've ever heard before. You know what? Everything. That's what I mean. Like I am, I, I am, very much a um, result of like what I came from. Which I'm the youngest of six. My mom's the youngest of six. My father was the youngest of six. So like, imagine. <clears throat> 18, 8 plus 1, 7. Right, uh, yeah. oh, see, see, it's carrying over. Yeah. <laughs> but that's great, though, because we'll just be doing math throughout the day. But, uh, but yeah, so, like, and they were music lovers and musicians in their own. My mother, she wasn't a musician, but she was a, she's a music lover. Mm. And um, she, her mother was born, you know, in, uh, in 1910. You feel me? So like, what, I mean, like the, just the f frame with which, you know, sound like came to her is just like forever and ever, like her reference is forever. I'm sure my father, that's the same thing on top of that. He was a musician and, you know, it's just kind of passed down and siblings, you know, so I feel like I have a wealth, like it's just endless, you know, it's like an endless connection um, to music and genres like it's just there's no separation it's just good music or all the other stuff yeah so but but how can you know how can you maintain your individuality in today's music spectrum because today's music spectrum is conformity you're not a conformist you know, I mean, don't don't you ever sit there and think, well, maybe I should and blah, 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 you, you know. Uh, I No, I don't think I ever sit around and think maybe I should conform. Uh, but um, sometimes I say, hey, maybe I should uh, listen in on what they're talking about or maybe I should join the conversation. Uh, this time or whatever, who knows, maybe whatever. But other than that, I never really think about it, uh, my expression. It doesn't come that way. I, I understand what you're saying, but um, I guess I just don't really work that way. I can only like create in the way that I do, which is extremely personal. You know, it's definitely my point of view. And what's dope about it, like on the other side, is that it comes from a place of uh, empathy. It comes from a place of like, um, I don't know. It comes from a place of understanding, like being well-rounded 
um, being a listener, being a good, you know, storyteller. But at the end of the day, just taking in so much, like being a sponge, you know, being that student. And, um, no. Hmm. Oh, because, you know, this show is all over the world, believe it or not. Sometimes it's hard for me to believe it, be. you know. But there's a lot of, you know, especially with the young artists coming up, they're only following what's hot. They're not going to go off the beaten path and develop self, nurture self. Oh, well, I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you, part of this I had no hand in, and the other part I kind of did. Um, so part of what, you know, allowed me, in a sense, to be an individual is the fact that I was a late bloomer, mm-hmm. right? And um, what I mean when I say that is that, you know, I was... Uh, I would say that I was, you know, a little socially awkward. I wasn't really advancing, you know, uh, uh, male-female interactions or courtship or any of those type of, like, things. I was uh, an academic and I was um, a jock. And that was pretty much, and I was, you know, cut up with my couple of friends. So, and I moved around quite a bit in my youth. So, you know, I was always kind of like a new kid somewhere, which offered me the ability to recreate myself wherever I was. Um, But on the other hand, I had to start over again every single time too, you know. Um, But at the end of the day, I, um, it, allowed me to really embrace change more importantly so I kind of from the door uh got really comfortable with just being like weird right like seriously like I was like and not that I didn't want to be like a cool person or didn't want to be like the coolest person or something but I wasn't and I recognized that but I felt like I still was inside and like one day like cats would be like oh my gosh like these like really like a really interesting person right and so uh yeah I don't know I think that for myself I definitely um I was not in a rush to like grow up uh in uh in a sexual way in a um in a lot of different ways that could have gotten, you know, could have had me like distracted in a sense. So I feel like, you know, it saved me from a lot of tainting. <laughs> and I really was like a late bloomer, you know? So I think it allowed me to just kind of create my, be much more comfortable with, like with my own voice and developing and, you know, um, processing that in a sense and sculpting that inside of myself. And, uh, and when I had an opportunity to share it, it was much from the door it was more mine than, you know, anything else or anyone else's. So I think I was able to like just take it and run with it and I don't know. Now it's just something I live with and I don't even like I don't know, I don't really think about myself. You know. Just to let you know right now, this part of the show I'm gonna cut out. Okay. okay. I was a late bloomer. Like uh, so like I didn't start doing hip hop until I was twenty six. Ah, uh, so nice. Uh, yeah, so like, you know, I hung around DJs and mm-hmm. things of that nature. So like, I had time to 
study it before I decide to do it. You know, so like uh, mm-hmm. that's why my music comes off different at times. I know. You know, so like yeah, it also I was just a late bloomer. Period. Yeah. You know, I was me the weirdo. No one liked me. You know, so it was just you know. Like I said, this part of the show is... You're cutting this out of here like, this isn't going in there. No, okay. no, no, no. You know, when I speak, you know, in the interview section, like, snip, snip. You're cutting yourself out yeah, here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to get cut. So, you know, this, okay. is, this is just all you. All right, you know, gotcha. Just to let you know, like, yeah, I feel you. I feel you, fam. I was a late bloomer, too, son. But yeah. You know, but one thing about being a late bloomer, though, uh, there's a... Uh, certain sense of accomplishment i don't know yeah like, maybe yeah you know it's uh you you're late kind of but you're like on time yeah i think that it's like a child that gets to you know the longer you get to stay in the oven type of thing mm-hmm. the more you cook the more savory you know the chicken is you know at the end type of thing i think really think that's a part of it i think that you have more time to court yourself you know, and maybe for some people that may be, you know, a dangerous thing <laughs> when it comes to ego. But for the most part, I think that it offers a good balance because being a late bloomer is for so long you're invisible that you a are you become comfortable in the shadows, but you also develop every bit of skill that would strongly strongly place you in the spotlight. Right, mm-hmm. like that is something that you are willfully developing. In the meanwhile, you know, and uh, when I say that, I mean character, you know, like you are developing because you have to utilize things other than, you know, just popularity or whatever to get you through. So you ultimately develop a different set of skills, I would say. And so um, uh, when you do finally put it all together and you eventually do then wow it's really yours and it's really amazing and it's brilliant you know so I'm actually I'm I feel blessed to be a late bloomer you know I'm I at the time I did not feel blessed but I feel blessed now you know um and I feel like I always knew like I was a, you know like I was a late bloomer and that there was just something beautiful within me brewing if you will and it just like was on its own thing it was doing its own thing kind of had a certain respect at a very young age for you know um individuals who were uh, leaders and thought and action so now as a what would you call yourself an mc rapper artist artist is cool to me Okay. Problem solver. Problem solver. <laughs> Cause you know, yeah, through music we could. You know what? You know what the funny thing Story is. Teller. You know, through music we could write a song that has absolutely nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. But you know, just that thought came into mind, and how we can solve other people's problems through our own music. You know. True. You know, when you listen to yourself, and you know, sometimes you know, as a true artist, it's. It's hard to look at self. Okay. What do you see when you see Mavi? What What is Mavi bringing 
to the audience. What does she bring? What is her? What do I bring? When you look at you. <laughs> I know that's so hard. Uh, that's not I don't know. I don't know I, that that's is that for me to answer that what do I bring? I don't I let me see. Let me think about this. Let me think. Let me think about whether this is a valid this should be answered actually. Sorry. <laughs> but no, no, really because I don't know. I uh ask me the question again. What does mom when you look at you? Mhm. When you hear yourself. Right. What does your music say to you? Ah, uh, boah. Yeah. So my music to me um, says all of those things in the sense that I hear my story and what I'm saying. Like, I know myself, but, um, you know, uh, it talks about it speaks to hope. It speaks to the survivalist, you know, in me. It speaks to the um, to the lover and the. Um, and the uh, comforter, as well as the, you know, um, the warrior. And, uh, and I think it also speaks to the, you know, the, the playful, uh, intellectual, silly, you know what I mean? Like all of those thoughtful, like I think it plays to all of those things because it's just, it, it, that's what the makeup is. Like that's what's inside of all of that, um, and so and I hope that when someone else listens to it, that they get all of those things and more and whatever, however it relates to them, you know. Um, but yeah, I hope that they get me, which would be just all of those things. How would you describe me? You know, how would you describe my music? I'm sure that from, like, person to person it would be, you know, it would be different. But for myself, uh, I just see it as a, a slice of life. You know, whatever song it is, whatever, whatever thing it is, like, it's just uh, a perspective of this, you know, a glimpse. And there's, like, a, and I have a million of those, you know. So now, see the first thing about being on real rap, you can't ask me questions. Oh, really? Okay, okay, okay. that's a no-no. Whoa, got ya. Okay, because right. I don't know I much. I saw that look. I was wondering. I was like, oh, am I out of pocket? <laughs> you asking me questions? I'm not asking questions. Okay, see, no, I'm gonna cut this out. Snip. All right. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. <laughs> no, uh, you know, like when I listen to you. The one thing that I really like and I appreciate is the creativity, the you go against the grain. Mm. When I listen to you, I don't hear anybody else. I hear Mavi. Excellent. And that's what I really dig. Okay. You know, you have your own, for lack of a better word, swag. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, turn, you turn yourself up on what you want. You know, it's right. it's never... I can't say, all right, she's this. Right. You know, because you'll go through different chambers. You know, right. you, you're like the other member of Wu-Tang. 
We'll see. And yeah. now you're, there's a little tear that's developed on my cheek. You see that little tear just uh, popped out yeah. of my cheek? Ding. You're right. That's what I mean. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Literally. Um, it's a little bit of a... Uh, most things. It's a little bit of life's experience, which should be a lot of things, right? So I hope that's what my sound represents. I hope it's not just like one, one facet. I hope that people hear me experiencing life in all its grandeur, you know, like, yes, everything from the hot to the luke, to the cold, to the, you know what I mean? Mm. The abyss, like all of those, like, all of those levels I feel like should be shared. I feel like it's my duty to have all those conversations. Otherwise, I'd be lying. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever felt like quitting? Oh, yeah, man. Every day. Every single day. I think about, like, man, what the hell? I should just, like, be a nerd and, like, be a hermit, yo, and, like, read and, like... Make money over here and do this other thing. Forget this world. I know how to farm. <laughs> Come on, man. I can cook on my own. I'm creative. I problem solve. I could do this. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I think um, the, what people may not know about me is, is just... But this is, I think, typical of most artists is that we are, you know, socialites as well as, like, hermits. So I think that... For me, I'm uh, my biggest kind of like obstacle, if there were one, is getting out of my own way in the sense of like being concerned about things like fame. <laughs> like, what? Why are you even? Don't even get in. But I'm just like, you know, there's a certain. I don't know. There's I, I have I feel like I have a a right to protect myself, you know, it's especially from uh, the streets and the state for, you know, the kind of life that I want to live. So, you know, yeah. Don't get me even started. Yeah. No, no, no. That's why. That's why you on the show. You're like, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, you're no. like, no, no, me. I'm just saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll with it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think about. Um, I think about when you say, "Do you think about quitting?" Ever have you ever thought about quitting? I've thought about quitting a lot. You know what's interesting is that I, um, I think about it much less now. I think when I was coming up, I thought about it much more. And it was because I didn't know any better. It was because I, now I do it out of kind of like maybe a practice of doing it. But um, I know a little bit better. So before, I really never really asked myself the right question. You know, like I had, let me see if my, I have my I hope I have it in here. Might not. Oh man. So I have this little piece of paper. That's not it either. Alright. Never mind. I thought I had this little piece of paper on me. But nonetheless, 
um, I it was because I didn't know any better and I wasn't really asking myself the right questions. Mm-hmm. And so I would always be I would always ask myself, like, am I good enough to do this? Am I a good enough writer? Am I a good enough performer? Am I a good enough vocalist? Am I a good enough blah, 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 guitarist? You know, whatever, whatever. Um, Was my expression, was my story good enough? Was I good enough? So that was really like this big overwhelming thing that would always get me caught up in and be like, oh my gosh, well, if you're not perfect, then blah, blah, blah. That begins the quick conversation. But I became familiar with another way of questioning myself, which was not, I recognized that that really was not the question of whether I was good enough or not, but whether or not I was willing to do whatever it is I needed to do to be successful, right? That really became the question, like, if you want this, then go get it, right? Like, that's essentially any successful person's story. That's why you can have a guy from that only had a middle school education. That's why you can have a blah, blah, blah that, you know, you can, there's a million versions of this. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, um, I stopped, uh, I stopped asking myself whether or not I was good enough. And I started asking myself whether or not I wanted it enough. Do you want this enough? Do you really want this is really what, you know, the question. And I thought, I really do want this. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, well, then you should work hard for this. You should work as hard as you can. And then once you get to that plateau, you should figure out what the next plateau of working harder is. Because, you know, yeah. Until you, you realize what it is that you choose to realize. And I'm sure that'll develop and change as, you know, as I develop as a person and an artist. Um, my expectations for my creativity and, you know, my desires for the things that I want to create and how I want to engage it will change and develop. And I just look forward to that. I believe that my best work is ahead of me, which is really reassuring and, and um, encouraging. Um, but it's not as though I don't also fall back on what I've, you know, of a type of a way of thinking that I'm not fully free of, which is doubt <laughs> or fear. I haven't quite figured out how to relinquish all of those things. So I do, I do feel like or think about quitting sometimes, honestly. Well, let me ask you this. What, since you've been doing this, what was the, your best time, your, that moment where you just had like that aha moment? Just everything came together like, yeah, I'm the shit. Oh, you know what? Oh, it's like, you can attest to this if, since we're Instagram friends, but there's this, uh, this is saying um, that uh, uh, that it's like, you know, a part of like the, the school of thought that has to do with quantum physics and quantum activism, um, which is that, you know, we're dancing between God and ego. And so I I always say that I'm like dancing between God and ego, but 
Um, not to say that I don't have ego. I have plenty of ego, but I really try to stay away from it as much as possible. It's like a sweet leech that'll like draw me in. That's how I see, you know, my ego. Um, so I try to try not to, which is tricky in hip hop. You know, it's tricky because it's a game of boasting. It's a game of, you know, proclamation about the hierarchy and all that other kind of shit. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but then again, it's also just good storytelling as well. So I try to keep it there. And sometimes, and because it is that as well, it's, it's, you know, a place for ego tripping, if you will. I um I can do that when I fall, between, you know, a little closer to the ego aspect. You know, it's part of the spectrum, I should say. You know what I mean? Mm. So um, I think that it's, you know, hip-hop is flexible in that way. Uh, I think that's very flexible. But that's, a good, again, then again, all music is. What is it? So, but yeah. All right, now let me ask you this. As a woman in this hip-hop game, mm-hmm. what has your experiences been like? Because I did an episode called Just Say No to Dirty Dick. <laughs> oh, what was the other one? <laughs> uh, Should I ask about that? Jeez Louise. Basically, we was just talking about... Um, I'll sit up so maybe we can... Okay. Basically, we was just talking about uh, the things that women should look out for mm. when going to certain studios and doing mm. certain producers and right. rappers and things of that nature so right 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 you know so yeah that was a classic episode what was the other one called you know i don't even know the names of my own titles right. the shows, well, but I basically now even i know as a woman there are certain individuals out there who are just trying to use you sexually <sighs> Okay, who's really not trying to develop who you are, you know, producers, uh, rappers, uh, the engineers and, and things like that. What has, you know, because one, I, you know, that episode, because some people think I was lying. Because you said about the direct being careful about yeah. the male and some men's intent. Yeah. Considering there are quite a few men that you have to deal with. Yeah. So, you know, I just, you know, just, you know. What was your experiences been? I have had it all. I mean, absolutely all. I've had the entire, the entire dimension of like male interaction. I mean, from, and I mean, when you think about it, uh, at this point, there are, um, I mean, there, I have women on my team primarily, but still like there are, plenty of men that I work with and I would say that I most of the people that I work with would probably be men you know as far as like producers or musicians or sound engineers um, promoters uh, things like that like typically yeah even you know radio people or people who are DJs, um, typically it's a man, you know, there. And um, it's like anything else. But, but what has happened 
Oh, oh, we, we, we need stories on here. Oh, now. you want stories? I want oh, stories. man, you want you want the the the. I want dirt. Yeah, you're looking for dirt. Oh, well, we will won't say any names to protect the uninnocent. <laughs> those those people, you know who you are. Come on, son. So anyways, well, I'm just, I've had plenty of stories. Okay, on the dark side, I've had plenty of yeah, yeah, stories. Yeah, we want dark side stories. Yeah, dark not, side. Not, not nice no stories. nice stories? No. All right, got you. Uh, dark side is just true, just full on, just the male. <laughs> just say it. Just literally. Okay, if I would have to coin a phrase, it's like, just, it would be like a series of like men just trying to like put their dicks on you is how I see it. Just like a series of different types of scenarios where various men are coming up with random ass fucking ways, any kind of way that they can possibly get their penis on you. And that's whack, man. That is whack, so whack. So, like, I have had all, you can imagine me and my personality. Um, that just doesn't go over very well. Um, and for the most part, you know, it's never, I'm thankful that no one's physically assaulted me thus far. Um, but, you know, Cats would think that you were there to um, make their dick wet. Excuse my no, language. <laughs> I don't know who, what, yeah. Hope you guys are old enough to hear this language. But yeah, man, you know, like, they think that is your job. Your job is to make, the, because you are there for the stiffening. That's what you're there for, okay? That's what we're here for. The pleasure. That's, oh, you're here for that? You're the talent? Like, I just don't see, like, it's just a crazy thing. You, I don't know that, um, I don't know that even they realize, you know, what they're doing half the time. I think they're just so used uh, to, um, you know, engaging that part of themselves and treating women like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Peep my neighbors. Because, you know, seriously, because, um, you know, you go back to my studio on Kedron Street, you know. And, way, way back yeah, up there. You know, so like. Uh, and that was really, really before I was even really, really. I mean, I was in the scene, but I was doing spoken word mainly then, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was like my thing, you know. Yeah. Um, at the time. And, uh. I was I was slowly getting into music, and not that that was the beginning, you know, phase of me for music. It started out as a a young kid studying music, but and loving music and kind of wanting to do that. But then just you know getting distracted with life and doing other things, coming out more as a writer, and then eventually working my way back to sound and music, um, and here I am. But. Uh, but yeah. So what you got? What you got cook, cooking in the in the kitchen right now? 
as far as Marvy? Well, I have a, a few projects going on. You always uh, got a project. Yeah, you know, it's exciting. It's exciting there. I've, uh, outside of a couple of people that uh, I've had the pleasure of working with, I've, uh, there are a couple of other new producers that I'm going to be doing some work with, and I'm just excited for it. You know, um, you know, I have my mainstays. Like I'm sure I'll, you know, you'll be hearing some something dope from uh, J Pad the Juggernaut, and you know, uh, maybe uh, something from uh, A Boy Familia. Um, I get down with those guys, good, and they do really excellent music. I respect those dudes and their hustle. Um, uh, John Basement, he's another great artist that I respect and um, appreciate his art form. And so we have quite a bit of music. We're actually about to uh, come together um, on a few different projects um, and a few larger projects as well. But, um, you know, just baby steps and, you know, building. But we have a really excellent work and creative relationship. So um, we're just looking to foster that and make a business out of everything and, you know, um, build a stronger team and... Uh, you know, do what we're supposed to be doing, pretty much. But um, outside of that, I uh, DJ Big Phil uh, is uh, is an amazing, amazing producer. Really excited to be uh, doing a project with him, and that'll probably be um, that'll probably be something with like a specific kind of uh, like release or something like that. It's going to be just like a, something that's off the beaten charts. It won't be like your typical, you know, Sunday school type of thing. And uh, what else do I have going on? Um, I have a uh, this collaboration with uh, Manchester's Crafting Guild um, for this uh, jazz and hip-hop Um performance showcase which um, is pairing up a trio a jazz trio with uh, MCs and um, spoken word artists and so the first exhibit of this will be August 14th um, next Thursday this Thursday I should say this Thursday at um, James Street Gastropub over on the north side and that's going to be like you know happy hour time you know, between like six and eight, eight thirty. Okay. So. That's my carpool exactly. <laughs> exactly. Come on, car. Come on, man. So, but yeah, man. Um, I'm really excited for that because, again, you know, we talk about music, and I'm getting back to live instrumentation, which is where it's always been at for me, and um, I. Um, I know that for sure, and I'm just really excited to get back to that. I think I had, um, like so many formats of expression, I would grown, um, you know, unenthusiastic about and uninspired with. Um, I find that with live instrumentation, it's just there are endless possibilities, and that's just where I have to keep it, you know. 
um, we deal with the degradation of sound with just the way that we listen in its compressed form, you know, and what we are actually getting like 10% of the quality of what we are actually listening to. So I think it's really important to get back to music, man. That's where I'm at with it. You know, I don't want to hear fucking a lot of things. Excuse my language, but yeah. No, you can fucking say whatever the fuck you like on this show. All right, God dang it. Um, yeah. Well, shit, man. Motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, man. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, music. It's just where it's at. You know, it's it's all about that. So I am... Uh, what else? I don't know. I'm sure there's something else or whatever I'm forgetting about. But uh, and other than that, I'm just like traveling right now and like becoming a better lover and to myself and the people that I love. And, uh, you know, really, really trying to grow up in the best ways and like not grow up in the best ways. Yeah, that's like what I feel like my work is right now. And again, just like working on that ability, on my ability to to um, live and learn and grow and teach and work through my heart chakra, you know. Bang. Bang. And you're listening to Real Rap Holla. Bang. Everything said in this podcast likes a series of that of Ma V and Dan Status. You can find Ma V, Lula Mae Crenshaw. That's her Instagram name. But you can find her at Ma V, SoundCloud, and Twitter. Yeah. I'd like to thank her for coming on to the show. I'd like to thank y'all for listening once again. This is the Chill Show. Until now. Produced by J-Pay the Juggernaut. Performed by Ma V. This is called Turn Me Up. Yeah. Party people, where you at? Put your hands up. This is real rap, uh, that. Why you mad at me? Cause I'm doper than you thought I should be Just turn me up brighter than your ears for see The only sign your soul can see Just turn me up, yeah, yeah Just turn me up, yeah, yeah Just turn me up, yeah, yeah, yeah Just turn me up, yeah, yeah Underwater Amsterdam Your girls on plot with a master plan First get a seat spot on the printing grad And fill it to the tip with green tonight We puff enough smoke till our stress is dead And bake up all fake it a hunger fair Take a cool stroll or hop the tram Snap tap a flick at a dope museum Sit your tea at an ancient inn And even pile it with the blokes Make a couple friends Get some boutiques for the Euro trends I cop some six weeks in a cardigan Hopped in the castle around the bend Dance all night till my limbs were laid Shout for the in and it's all to bed I wake up half baked and I do it again Why you mad at me? Cause I'm no better than you thought I should be 
just turn me up right when you're impossible The only time you're so can see Just turn me up, yeah, yeah Just turn me up, yeah, yeah Just turn me up, yeah, yeah, yeah Just turn me up, yeah, yeah Yo, my V Turn up, I like volume on your stereo. I'm trained to go, I'm TTU, I'm the overlord, and it's an overdose. Why you mad at me? I oversmoke on the endo, and you outdo like an outro. I'm in there like swimwear, and I've been here. These cats through four pads, I'm Drew Brees, so cool. Sweating like I popped the Molly. Oh shit, I popped the Molly like for the party. They all dancing, they all freaking. Why you hate you a masturbator? Jerk off by Ali off the backboard. And dunk on you like KD or KG. I'm crazy. And my feet down with me plus J-Pack. I'm bring the heat. I blow loud. Palm trees. PMF. Blow cheese. And my belt buckle. Louis V. And I'm RP. And my polo T. Why you mad at me? Cause I'm nobody than you thought I should be. Just turn me up right when you're is possible. The only sound your soul can see. Just turn me up, yeah, yeah Just turn me up, yeah, yeah Just turn me up, yeah, yeah, yeah Just turn me up, yeah, yeah We are the music makers Dreamers of the dream Intuitive creators We manifest the Lace biorhythms, we live within the scenes. Drip hits like morphine. These dope tracks make dope cats lean. These dope tracks make dope cats lean. Why am I angry? Cause I'm nobody than you thought I should be. Just turn me up right when you're is possible. The only sound your soul can see. Just turn me up, yeah, yeah Just turn me up, yeah, yeah Just turn me up, yeah 